and we're back to episode 10 part two you never heard part one <laughs> because our driver went down and the computer crashed so Knox was patient enough to hang out with me while I reinstalled the software on my computer reconfigured all our audio settings and we had lots of great conversation while that happened that nobody will ever hear but I had a good time uh, for the listeners who don't know tonight's guest is Knox Harris this is uh, the second time we've done this tonight Knox Harris is a semi-professional surfer do you prefer that I could call you professional I, I just like to be a, called a sur I guess a surfer is fine but um yeah, it's that's always gonna be a weird thing. I feel like if you if you are in if you've ever, I'm sure some some people I know would feel for that uh, that title, <laughs> but uh, it's kind of a very loose title. Right, <laughs> it's more of an opinion than it is a title. So um, I don't see myself as a professional surfer. So I'm just a surfer, I guess. <laughs> Not only um, accomplished in surfing, but also accomplished now in real estate getting your bearings not, not as accomplished as i'd like to be but hey for there. for as fresh as we are yeah as fresh you gotta, as you we gotta are. give yourself the benefit of the doubt more than often just checking the audio make sure we don't have any more problems um let's recap as much as we can as quickly as we can um the best way if anybody really wanted to catch up on what we talked about in part one of this interview would be to go to youtube and find um episode 10 knox harris you're going to hear everything we talked about up until now before we had a computer crash funny thing is we had our audio recording that i normally upload to apple podcasts and all the other platforms disappear in the crash but we still have the youtube audio recording and now for this part two section our streaming server is down and our audio input configurations are messed up so there won't be a live stream for this part of the interview but if you're really a dedicated dreaming with dob fan you can find the audio from both parts of the interview on the internet um, we have talked about goals with real estate development, difference between residential and commercial real estate a little bit, some interesting stuff. We talked about environmentalism. I encourage you guys to get involved with my fundraiser at Surfrider. You can find that by searching Will Dobbs Surfrider Foundation fundraiser. I'd love to have your support. Donating all my music proceeds from now until however long it takes to raise $100,000 to help the surf rider keep our planet clean. That can help with picking up trash or changing regulations. So whatever you can do to help out if you're charged about that topic, um, you can check the link in the bio of this podcast and get to that fundraiser page. Let's not recap anymore because that is hard. Let's one, just talk. Let's do one fun fact. Let's do one fun fact. All right, fact. fun fact. That isn't, shouldn't be considered fun, but for an area that is very ocean-oriented, water-oriented, Wrightswood Beach doesn't have recycled 
system through like waste management. They don't have any recycle. You have to personally go take the recycling to the bins at town hall. That's if you're into that and you want to start a movement on fixing that, because that leads to a lot of laziness and people just end up throwing away what they recycle. That's an idea. (laughs) It's a really good place to start. Yeah. Like really. And I feel like your voice would be easily heard in that town hall. I think people like that. We should, uh, we should, we should go together sometime. Dude, we really should. I'm all about it. Yeah. We should really start like, I mean, that's, that's just honestly like, just to getting to know people. I mean, you're going to be in front of the mayor. Like yeah. if you bring it up to the board of aldermen, um, I just recently, uh, I held, uh, Zeke's the beans and bowls. It's a new restaurant, um, where the annex previously was on Riceville beach on the causeway. And, uh, <clears throat> they were from out of town. They're from Virginia beach. And, um, I gotten to know them through some mutual friends and I'd, I've eaten at the restaurant that they had up in Virginia Beach, and it's just a healthy food, good good vibe, um, pretty surf-oriented, just a um, feel-good spot, just quick, healthy food. And um, I uh, wanted to be a part of helping, like, going to their Board of Ottoman meeting, because you have to go through that process of starting a business, and right, so it's, it's a long process. And there's a lot of factors, like, going to starting a, a business there. And while I was there, the there's two there's two or three topics, but it was the the topics in between um, started the the going through the board to approve Zeke's restaurant. There it was the traffic on Wrightsville Avenue, and um, how there it's there's no crosswalks. There's been a few deaths on the road, particularly the, the particular spot of Wrightsville Avenue they're talking about is. Uh, the closest section of the beach before you have to turn on a military cutoff to get to the other connection. They're they're they're, they're trying to f- to push a new ABC store, which was there's already one right at the road, which causes uh, um, a bit of a debate. But you get the people who are don't want a liquor store beside their house, and um, some of that stuff you just can't help. Like businesses are going to come places, and you can't do anything about it. But hearing just what they have to say about the traffic in the area is is very like very feasible realistic things that that can be changed that they can that you can actually see that they can just someone just a ra- just a random neighbor's voice could maybe help a traff a crosswalk across the way or and stuff like that and um it's enlightening enlightening just seeing people speak and caring so much for the area and how far anyone's voice can kind of go, especially just just local people. It doesn't matter who you are. If you got something that you think is going to be beneficial to the area, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think that's a good uh, a good goal to set. Um, you should come with us sometime to uh, city council and the planning commissions uh, downtown as well. That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, just any of that stuff. It's just, dude. It's it's just interesting like all the processes and stuff, all the stuff that on a day-to-day basis, we don't really put it into consideration just because it's, it's just natural. It's part of our schedule. Like there's a lot of things that took into making something become what it is. And there, it all started from probably one person's voice. So it's, uh, it's a good, uh, and it gives you uh motivation to, 
maybe make things better. I like that. I like that. And it is, um, it's important at these meetings for not only us and uh, like-minded people, but maybe people who aren't involved in the space going to these meetings or turning, uh, going to the city website and streaming them. It's a good idea to know what's happening in the city. Oh, definitely. Because if there's something you're against, maybe it's worth speaking up sooner than later. Yeah, and it's it's about doing something too. It's just you see these people and they they're very strong of their opinion, but if they if maybe they would like some people if they if they would go out and try to prove their opinion, maybe they'd find either their opinion is right or if or it might be wrong, you know, um Right, like a good opinion's going to catch on. Yeah, and I mean, you might have a good idea that you might not think is a good idea, which which, which might be a good idea. So it's like you don't really know until you go in front of a board of people and you get off, get a relay off of them, and then you have an idea of what what you're actually dealing with at hand. Like even just something as small as getting, we we might just think it's that easy to just get the recycling bins, but for other people, it might be particularly hard mm-hmm. for them to pull the strings or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you got to be strong-willed. <laughs> exactly. And it's a, come on, it's a simple fix. Yeah, that's a simple, that's a, <laughs> that's simple, a fix. simple fix. I'm saying for someone else, they might not see it as a simple fix. Like, no, I agree. They I might agree. find something negative at it. And it's like, well, that, that, in my opinion, you see, there's just so many opinions. Like for someone, oh, we don't need trash. It's just quick for someone to say that, but they might not have something to back it up and they'll use excuses of, oh, well, you have to do this and you have to do that. And really, it, like, I mean, it sounds super simple. Like, get recycling bins in an area where I think people would recycle more if they had that amenity, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, all Wilmington does it. Why doesn't Wrightsville do it? Right. It doesn't make sense. Why, if why they, and, and if they didn't, there are recycling bins at the uh, by the police station. Yeah. So so there is. so so there is even an opportunity for some young kids or hustlers out there to make some money going through the neighborhood, knocking on doors, say, "Hey, you know, don't don't you get tired of taking your recycling down there?" Like, oh, yeah, there's somebody. Dude. There's an opportunity. Even even if the city said no to it, there's an opportunity in Wrightsville Beach to recycle because people. I do see people taking their recycling there, and I bet some of those people would be willing to pay yeah maybe not top dollar but but enough extra side change to make it worth taking the recycling in your car down to the the police station well let's be realistic it's not it's not a uh low income area and if you're a kid i mean if you're a young kid and you have maybe you have big dreams and stuff like that you're already starting to meet people and i think people who like i said it's not low income you're probably gonna have someone that's gonna be like damn here's here's 20 bucks like thanks for taking my recycling like mm-hmm. that's cool you're doing that like i mean th- th- that's a cool idea <laughs> like <laughs> if even I, if the city wanted to pitch a fit about it a kid yeah. in a rick uh, like a 10 year old kid in a rickshaw could do that hey bring it bring that kid up to the board of all i mean this kid's been doing this like he want <laughs> this is this is the future and this is what he wants he wants he wants people they want people to have recycling bins like let's make it happen yeah <laughs> and that might be embarrassing enough to the city uh government I mean, at rights will be that's pretty embarrassing that that they, they would just step re- it up yeah, and do I, it I, I you know and i mean I, star news gets a hold of that oh, there's dude, kids doing yeah. that labor yeah. at you, know, Beach. you know what's gonna change the f- there's gonna be some recycling bins because <laughs> yeah right because people are as soon as it goes on you know those those uh things like the big 
headlines that go on Facebook, like you see them in the stream, and it's, it it catches your eyes. Like, imagine seeing that one. Like, that would look so like negative on Rachel. They don't. Uh, I mean, we could go and propose that alone and be like, this thing goes to Star News. Like. <laughs> Let's let's refrain from blackmail, but yeah, I'm with yeah, you. Exactly. you know we're not blackmailing them. Let's get that straight. But you no, can but be I'm, like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, like just 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 being like, hey, like this could happen. You know, I'm not trying yeah. to blackmail. I mean, but like it doesn't look good for y'all. You know, and you, there's enough progressive money in Wrightsville Beach too. There's enough, uh, dude. Everything's going. Progr- I mean, I think. I mean, people were just. It's the impressive mind. You got to stay with the times. I think you, a, a good key to happiness is staying current with right. the times. I mean, a lot of people, you just generally tend to see the people who are more stuck in a certain way that they've been living for a long time are not as happy as the people who are being progressive and moving with the times. Whether that some people really want to and some people really don't, and the people that really don't seem to be not as happy at least that's that's my take you know yeah I mean, people fear what they don't understand and so and uh, so long as you're not getting with the with the times or not staying with change you're gonna fear the world around you and oh, definitely and that's definitely not going to be a happy place to be <laughs> it's like Just uh, living in fear we talked a lot know. about elon musk in part one of this interview and uh that's this makes me think of him again it seems he's a theme for the night, but um, he talks how's he about... Not, how's that guy not the theme? Right. Um, but um, in uh, in one of his interviews, he talks about... Well, there's multiple interviews where he was afraid of AI. And then he actually came out, I think, in the... I think it was in the Joe Rogan podcast and talked about how that, like, that's that blending of AI intelligence with human intelligence... Or even the fact that AI becomes the primary intelligence is the undeniable future. It doesn't mean that that's like that's within a, a hundred years, but it could like he was like I was terrified of it, and now it's like that's a he was like I realize that's a terrible way to live your life. So yeah, it's just yeah, like, exactly. Rather than fear it, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Yeah, and that that's, I'm trying to understand it so he can like have a peaceful life at least. I mean, it's the same thing as like the 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 simulation theory. Right. It's like super fearful. Like the fact that this might be a simulation right? or beautiful. Yeah. Or or it can be just, that makes me like the looking at it that way has made me more in control in a way. The, Have you heard of fractal? Mm-mm. You know, so a fractal is a, a pattern that repeats. Um, so it's the same pattern at a small scale as it is at a large scale. Um, I'll pull up pictures and show it to you later. But fractals are found in a lot of places in nature. And so the idea of a simulation to me seems to stay with fractal theory in the fact that we're a simulation within a simulation within simulations within simulations within simulations. It's 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 way more complex than people. It's not Sims. Right. It's It's not one person in control. Right. That it's like um, a kind of an infinite loop. Yeah. And if I think about fractals appearing in other places in nature, then almost the simulation theory to me would make sense. And the fact that like consciousness is actually the process of getting to AI intelligence that creates a simulation within itself. It's it's hard. It's for me, it's been like what, what exactly what you're saying is that 
you find more and with the with what you just said about the fractals the patterns and the rhythms you come to find more and more situations in your life whenever you have that sort of idea of it that you have stuff that comes in and you're like all right this feels a little bit more by design than it feels by um just like this like oh it luck or whatever like stuff stuff is more designed with that theory than if it is the other way around it makes more it just makes things seem more not purposeful but you have this like uh connection that you wouldn't maybe experience if you didn't have that sort of mindset like you see things a little bit differently which is cool because it's almost like the evolution of religion oh yeah it's crazy. because the the stuff that you're saying or um that's things I've I've heard from people who talk about God, you know, or talk oh, yeah. whatever it, the religion. That, that, that's like what the I'm way yeah, that yeah. it helps you to, um, you maybe see a bigger purpose and. Well, and, people use it for. I mean, it's being. It, it's essentially like for me. It that's kind of like a spiritual side for me in a way, and I think that people look at religion in a spiritual way, and I think it's really healthy to be spiritual. I just don't think maybe the guidelines of religion are always the the most suitable thing. So for me looking at life through that mindset and not through like what the guidelines of religion are because you can't base your life off of a either a book that was written 1500 years ago or, or what you know you just can't you know i mean you can't be then that's what we're talking about is being with the times and being progressive and the way i feel things are kind of getting more out of people are finding more flaws in what a structured life through religion is rather than being more <clears throat> open-minded to other some of that stuff might be true i mean some things might we don't we don't we don't know like well you I don't know but the ori- <laughs> i think the original attraction to religion um was that kind of what you just referenced though like that um that that design like that sense of peace that there's, Th- there's, that there, there's, there's an answer some design. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think that I think has always been the principal function of religion and, and benefit to people despite religion's past flaws and um, so it's interesting to see like human evolution and consciousness kind of evolving oh, as yeah. we start it's, as we dude, the conscious mind is is there right now for a lot of people you know I mean hopefully it's there I mean you you just you, I mean there's just so many platforms to like make you like kind of open your eyes to stuff now it's like it's like whoa like there's so many different perspectives and it's like you just got to find what you suitable for you but at the same time you got to be realistic of what a reality is you know this conversation took a turn on our uh, second <laughs> cup of coffee <laughs> oh yeah we're getting some deep deep mind stuff yeah some um, some uh do you do, have you uh done any uh meditation yeah yeah i love to meditate um i've always enjoyed slacklining for that i've always found surfing a good place to meditate as well um in yeah, between that, waves yeah people ne- people need to understand is uh like the whole thing in meditation it's it's not really what everyone necessarily like thinks it to be it's it's a it's something that you can train your your mind to kind of go to a place in a like in predicaments where you don't feel you feel anxious and you need to be like there and alert it makes it so 
you can sit back and have a conversation and you're not 20 sentences in advance. I mean, this is per- personal personal knowledge that I've gained from it. it. In between waves, people might think it's you're going into your mind and right. it's this particular way, but it's a, just a tool. It really is. Yeah. A lot of benefits in breathing exercises when it comes to meditation, um, the different things that you can do. Um, that's the other thing. A lot of people think that you have to be just like sitting to meditate. And while that is a very useful way that's to do it. That's the best way to learn yeah. the, the practice. But once you learn that, I've I found that um, there's a lot of activities you can do day to day that God. are monotonous activities that don't really require a whole lot of active thought. And there's a good time to meditate and think. I listen to a lot of music that doesn't have lyrics for that purpose. Oh like when God. I drive, I don't do listen you, to lyrics. Uh, do you lyrical listen music. to um, any Hans Zimmer? Yep. Hans Zimmer Hans Zimmer has been really really good. Um some of the the older Pink Floyd stuff that doesn't have a lot of lyrics in it's mm-hmm. it's good. I like I like that stuff. I just is able it's, the cool thing about music is is that it can put your mind into places that mm-hmm. maybe previously you couldn't have got there. Yeah. And I, I you'll get this as well being in a like field um with what we do real estate a lot of times you need time to reflect at the end of your day to like really kind of piece things yeah. together and so like you don't have someone telling you all your flaws right and so You're it's telling yourself your exactly flaws. But you got to be like like how you know you, you get it you yeah know? you got to like, be like not beat yourself up about it but recognize and be honest with yourself you know but um non-lyrical music has been really good for me for that because when i'm driving i can kind of connect circles you know connect the dots and um I, it could be it could be EDM. It could be like house, like yeah, dance music. Dude, but everyone's just got no their lyrics. particular way to no lyrics. Yeah, because at that well, the then lyrics, you engage in the story. Yeah, you're. I'm. I'm the same like way. If I'm listening to, I'm try, trying to find like the the message from the song or whatever. And if I guess you, you take the lyrics out of it, then it's just kind of all feelings. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I think, which can still captivate you and shift your mood. Your mood, like uh, classical music's really big on that. You know, you can be really calmer. And sometimes classical music would just make me like on edge, you I know. Mean, and geez. then you start to listen to it like more alert and you realize like these are a lot of dissonant tones and like really fast and loud. I mean, they make movies, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, I, I like Hans Zimmer. It's just like incredible composer, like he actually has a master. We were previously talking about master class, and he he's got a master class. Do talk about linking up on wavelength. I was about to steer the conversation in yeah. that direction. I wanted to hear more about it. It's it's I I haven't watched his like personal one, but I mean it's got if you you would be able to have more rapport with it um, because I'm not a musician, um, but. I, I just started just because he's a he's a German dude and he's obviously like like crazy intelligent to be able to make that those sort of like masterpieces for like the I mean majority of the movies he's in are like like some of them like big like hits like not just even hits they're just like these like moving movies it's like interstellar which teaches you about like monomalies in life that like things happen for a reason and then like inception that gives you like all these like crazy perspectives on dreaming and like it's all these like really really sort of like just 
moving sort of movies and stuff like that and his his music just makes it so it's like enhanced it's almost like if the music wasn't there it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't catch you the same and they're all they're all composed orchestra music you know <clears throat> but it's pretty damn cool <laughs> yeah it is i, lo- I love us uh, uh film scores and the role that they play um Music has a really important emotional tie to humanity. Definitely. I think it's like way, that and arts are two things that like probably the past generation and our generation, maybe through schools should have been more, maybe we should have spent more time learning how to understand or just being in that like art setting and musical setting and just being more... uh I don't know. I mean, what 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 do you lose from trying to like teach someone how to to? I don't know. It's just like with music, you you lose more. It's an elective, so it's like you lose a lot of uh, like regular like hates, but you also are like teaching things that might be more valuable than what people think. Yeah. Like maybe more deep thinking, maybe more emotional intelligence, which is. Emotional intelligence is probably the, I mean, probably one of the biggest keys to success in life. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're intelligent with your emotions, then, and you know what's right from wrong, then you, you got a good chance of being successful, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Staying positive. Yeah. Not letting your emotions control you. Being able to recognize them and that they serve a purpose. Like, like if something makes you sad or angry, like, that has like an evolutionary purpose in humanity letting it control you is dangerous and foolish but but to be able to recognize that you felt that way accept that you felt that way and then kind of further your development as a person by like thinking about it in an objective standpoint like all right so what happened that made me get angry or or not not i don't even like the term made me get angry but what did I do that let myself get angry about yeah, this? Yeah, and then most of the time you look back at your anger and you're just like, damn, like, I wish I wouldn't have gotten angry. That I could have handled that situation by not getting angry. Yeah. And it would have probably made someone else feel better. I wouldn't feel the guilt of being mad at someone or whatever. I wouldn't feel guilty for feeling angry. I wouldn't have been negative. Controlling your emotions, too, really can help with the um, the development of your personal brand. Um, like, especially for something like with real estate or business, um, who is, I think it's, um, Jeff Bezos who says that your brand is what people talk or say about you behind your back. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that, 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 like, it's just with real estate too, it's, um, well, it's first of all, if you're for people who don't understand it, it's, um, very, when you start out, it's very company oriented. And they start out with training programs and a lot of things that uh, that that work for people who might not who are just starting out. They don't understand the business, and it teaches them some stuff. But it also, you have to be very careful because it's it's very oriented around what the company thinks is right and might not be what necessarily you think is right, and what you your perspective of being um, a real estate agent or um someone that is a transaction coordinator that might 
they just just with the whole you got to be yourself like you really got to be yourself and you got to you got to take the time to learn the patience of figuring out your niche inside of real estate or whatever it is and not necessarily what everyone else is telling you kind of I mean I think that's a big learning curve for me is that being a part of multiple different sort of orientations as a realtor and like all the stuff is sometimes you find yourself and you're like damn I I want to do this job but I want to do it my way <laughs> but your way is, can be a longer road mm-hmm. I, I, that's as I feel but I, you have a similar sort of I feel you have a similar, you have your vision of what you, what you want to do. And it doesn't always go with what the company tells you you should do. Oh, absolutely. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. I mean, if I could have my way with it, I'd be playing around in Excel, helping people make sense of deals financially. Yeah. Rather like, than, rather than like verbally telling them something or, or just like doing grunt work, you know, I mean, yeah, but just at the same the time, show, like, but, I mean, that's, what's cool is that it'd be cool to, um, and you see it with a lot of the bigger firms is that they have a position for like for instance like K for commercial they have I don't, they have like t- around 10 agents I think or something like that um, but they all seem to have a, their own role mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like um, and they're small they're not as, they're, they're the local firm you know they're not they're they boutique. do they do business outside of Wilmington obviously but they're um, boutique and they have they're just Able to be so much more sufficient because it's not necessarily like something that's they're just more it's just professional it's not like they're hiring random people to do it they have a position if you are looking for something that's not random person's not going to just steal it they're going to direct you into the right to the right person for that matter you know and and that that's good i think that's good yeah they seem like a cool company yeah definitely from, um, from what I've heard so far, and they're definitely, um, they do really well at what good, they do. Good what people, they do. good people running it too. Yeah. That's the thing I've found interesting about, um, real estate too, is that like, there's, there's a lot of good agents out there and a lot of good firms, you know, everybody's competing in the same market, but there really are, um, I haven't run into people that I just like yeah, don't I yeah, don't like that's vibe the, with personally. I mean, I mean there are definitely get, don't get me wrong yeah. some some like people who are in the business that probably don't know a whole lot and they're just kind of they're in it for the money or the wrong reasons, but there's a lot of people at there's people at every firm who are in it for oh, the right definitely, reasons. Definitely definitely you, and that's you really run cool into a lot a lot a lot of great nice people. Um but you also can find yourself in predicaments where you have someone for instance like on the on a different side where it's they're maybe making the deal a little bit harder than it should be and finding negative flaws that maybe aren't or just shouldn't be like even brought into consideration it should be more of just when you buy when you buy a home it's not going to be perfect always like there's going to be things wrong with it and there's a lot of times where you find people who will just go into a home and just start roasting the house expecting it to like 
drop the value somehow. Yeah, or just like, like you're buying. You most of the time you're just buying location for for people who are like want an invest like a return out of a home. Like if I was for some, for a client of mine, I'd always I'd initially start by asking if they want a good return. Now they have like they want to keep value in the house and like typically location is what provides the biggest value so it's it's can you find either some a lot or something where you can put your home on that's at a, a good price with construction or you can find a you you're, you're better off going after a home that isn't the 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 perfect home what i've realized for people like it, there's a lot of expectations around finding the perfect home but it's really you making your home what your 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 vision of what it should be so right. and the perfect home is not a definition how are you no, going to find like, a perfect home that someone else built how is your perfect personal home going to be built by a right. different person and how i mean how is it going to be perfect when you know you're still developing as a person and you'll change in five years and what you yeah, find well, perfect today might not, is you, you might not the same in you might say years. you're going to live in that house forever and you decide three years on the road that you don't like the the particular area and you can afford something somewhere else and like you you could have made the whole situation a lot easier from the get-go if you would have been more just i don't know i feel like the i understand people have a like it's a hard time it's a big emotional decision but just being more open-minded to the 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 possibilities of what Maybe not looking for just some particular thing. Like you, you could end up, for instance, like you rent a you rent a house and you're like, damn, I don't really like that. Turns out, after living around whatever that particular thing is, you don't like in the house. You turn out liking it. It's just being more open minded to right what what you're looking for. Yeah, my girlfriend and I, we were um, <clears throat> we were thinking about leaving this place and trying to get out early. And as we were thinking that. This place was the worst. We could think about all the things that were wrong with this place and like how great life would be if we lived somewhere else. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we were just like one day we were just like, you know what? Why don't we just stick it out here for a while? The rent's really cheap. Um, we do like the location legitimately. We're close to downtown. Now that the weather's getting nice, we walk down there and it's freaking awesome. Dude, I, me and like same thing. Like y'all have a killer. Like for instance, like me and my, we have, we drive down here and we're like, damn, we want to freaking live down here one day. Like, it's more centralized for, like, business stuff mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's, it's just like, but then we, we're like, damn, but we also live in such a cool place. Like, we don't want to take it for granted. You right. know, it's like, you end up just kind of, you got to learn to appreciate stuff more. Yeah. That's kind of what, 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 what I'm That's what I'm trying to, like, like, yeah. like say is that a lot of people go into the whole home buying process and they're literally just looking for everything anything negative they can find about that home like you can go in and they aren't looking for you oh this is pretty nice but you know but and it's like do you think they're trying to get the price down or if like or if it's just painful to part like, with that much money I feel like or take on that much debt well, it's just so hard because it's people. People are trying to get something out of it, so they're just like, "Oh, I can price it at this," and it's it can be very unrealistic. But that's that's the whole point. Uh, that's the whole hard thing about real estate. It's like people still most of the time people either have something they have to get out of it, 
in return so that they don't like lose their ass. Now, when you said that people, let me uh, clarify. When you said that people will come in and they try to find something negative, negative with it, are you saying agents are doing that? Both. I mean, both. both. I mean, you can, and like that's it's fine for people to find negativities, but it's whenever the the whole entire home buying process is just filled with what is wrong and not what what is right about what they're doing. Um, I just feel like it could be a lot more of a positive um, process because a lot of people that don't like buying home buying a house should be like an awesome thing it shouldn't be this uh there's like at least just being in the business it's just like you just get in some scenarios where you're just like oh like this could be just so much more uplifting like you're buying a house like get excited like you buy you're buying a house get excited like you can afford to buy a house yeah yeah get excited (laughs) don't don't sit there and like nitpick everything and like make sure every every single uh thing is right it's just like maybe try to find a home that you can make yours maybe lower your your price point where you can find just a good hole that you can go in and renovate like that's what that's what i would want i would would want to be able to find somewhere that's just cool that i can renovate that can make my own you know you remember robert parker from high school i don't know if you guys knew each other i don't it sounds familiar though. barton sold him a good spot that needed love um, yeah. So Evan sold him a good uh, house that needed love, and he's turned that place into an awesome. Oh, and you awesome know what? House. You know what he's gonna do is that instead of buying some home and just sitting in it, he he put money into it. And I guarantee you, most of the time, if you renovate something, you're gonna get a return out of the money you put into renovating. Yeah, he's made smart renovations. Not uh, like some people spend money on a renovation. Yeah, and well, what they personal. perceive yeah, as yeah. value isn't really value. Well, yeah, I mean, you could. But get, he's done a really good job. You could get some sort of like fancy like appliance that is like red that's the that people five thousand dollars yeah and it's red or pools people yeah like people pool, do not exact, realize that they a pool don't doesn't just because add the value just because you, if you have you have a, of a you have a thirty thousand dollar pool that doesn't make your house five hundred thirty thousand dollars now not five hundred thousand if yeah. anything it's people are thinking of how they can deduct the price from it to get it removed mm-hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, or and because a lot of people don't want to pay for the maintenance, all that water, electricity. It's a, it's actually a cost. Um, yeah, he, Robert's been really smart with it. He's he's got a place that had like a little kitchenette in the bottom half, so he's renting out a half of his house to a cousin of his, and so now he's got you know some financial. While he's making renovations, he's got two tenants you know in the house with them and they're separated so i mean they can share space if they want to open it up and share space but for the most part they yeah, both have like a little house and people don't realize that even just it's intelligent do, home buying and he's yeah blast. it's like uh people people can um for instance like people might dream of having a house somewhere and they don't understand that they could get a mortgage and afford it and find time to enjoy it in moderation like i mean you could buy a house and I like to use Ocean Isle as an example. You could buy a canal house in Ocean Isle, fairly cheap still, with deep water access, which is not easy to find. So islands that have canals, they're man, they're man-made canals that are basically for real estate. And there's an area where you can rent out just summertime, and you can enjoy it, enjoy it in the in the fall, the the winter, and the spring, and just VRBO it or to uh, Airbnb or go through a rental company and almost cover the entire mortgage of the house 
or, or, or cover it all. Just I'm doing that, that 12 week period of from Memorial day to labor day. That's one of those situations where, again, you got to make sure that the upfits you do don't yeah, exa- don't turn turn don't, people away. Yeah, turn yeah, exactly. And like like to be successful on Airbnb. You or could go. VRBO. It's crazy what you can do for, for with fifteen thousand dollars now with vinyl floors and stuff. You can get vinyl floors that look just like hardwood, mm-hmm. especially if it's rental. They're durable and just good eye for color. And yeah, yeah, and oh just yeah, like just, a decent eye of what's trending. Yeah, definitely, and being safe and like understanding like. I mean, if you go in and renovate a house and someone's on Airbnb, they're going to be more enticed to go to one that's renovated rather than one that's just kind of like 70s, yeah. 80s beach house. I'm sure you notice pulling up to my place here on this road, all the flipped houses, just like these old, these old, uh, I don't know, like 1970s, 1960s homes. Everybody's painting brick white these days. Yeah. That's real trendy. That's, that's, that's. It, it, I mean, it makes it look, I think personally it looks, it looks really good. A lot um, of these are lipstick flips though. A, what, um, I like, uh, Raleigh's a little bit different that, that it's like kind of similar houses though, but you'll notice some of the more progressive people, they'll buy like, like a brick house like this. They'll probably leave the red brick, but they'll entire, they'll add like an extension of modern, like a whole modern extension of the house. So like. And there's there, there's actually a house on Wrightsville that's on Pelican that that did, they just they added it's an old beach house but they added just a modern extension mm-hmm. so it's like you have this old look but then you have like a modern look which is is kind of cool in a way. Speaking of modern, what do you think about those concrete slab houses going up on Wrightsville? There's two of them. There's one right before the bridge, and then there's and the then, one on the south end. From what I know, is it Parker Group? Parker I think? Group, yeah, yeah. There's one going. There's one. There's a really the really narrow one before you like loop. Mm-hmm. Loop down, um, and then the one that um, I'm pretty sure that's the guy who owns Parker Group's um, personal home, the one beside the bridge, the one beside the second bridge on Harbor Island. Um, and I think that that probably is a lot of like showcasing what what they can do. I think that that house is going to be high high dollar whenever it's finished. I mean, well, I'm curious to see how they s- sustain storms. Oh, they're definitely going to be the best. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, you got to think like it's pretty damn smart if you can, f- like, if you're in. And I don't think you have to go too modern with it either. I think you can make a like a slab concrete place, and it be not like it could be a beach house too. You know, yeah. definitely costly on the front end though. Oh, it's way. But I mean, you don't have to ever worry about it. But worry about probably it. cheaper on your insurance. Maybe cheaper on your insurance. I don't know. Yeah, insurance is so hard, like flood insurance in, in particular, which is a huge deal for people who are buying beach properties. It changes prices like of what your premium is, basically dependent on whether or not you've had a, like from what it seems like, whether or not there's been hurricanes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's like, if you haven't had a hurricane for two years, the flood insurance is probably going to drop. But then you're, you're, all of a sudden your flood insurance can skyrocket. For the how right. much, you know, I mean, you see anything from like, you see some crazy numbers some people are paying, like crazy mm-hmm. numbers. Um, but I think concrete is definitely, real, I think it, I think if you can afford it, it's super smart. I think somebody was telling me that, the, and I don't know how true this is, but I think I heard that the house that they're building on the south end was built just high enough that the master suite 
on the top floor was they should have a view sound side and ocean side even sitting back a lot like they are and that's what i mean but that's that's, that's what someone wants you know i mean it, oh heck yeah yeah you know that's like, what i'd want people and some people will find like even even i find myself finding negativities like sometimes that and it's right on the road or whatever but um doesn't i mean if you really think about it it's it's not if you go to newport beach or any of those places that are big high dollar real estate places in california or whatever those places are just slabbed around on, on top of each other and they just want to be by the beach and that's like all the main concern is mm-hmm. it's such an interesting difference in residential versus commercial it's like when you're buying a commercial property it even it either makes sense or it doesn't Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> it's either you can make sense of the deal or it's not a good deal and you want to walk away. Yeah, with with um And what's a good deal for one buyer isn't necessarily a good deal for another buyer. Yeah. Because it depends on that buyer's financial abilities, network it just makes that more they can leverage. It just makes more sense and like that's 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 like a big thing is that I I'd love to be eventually be like more into commercial because it, it just makes more sense to me it's as but I really would like to be able to coach people in residential as well because it's got, I think it's I think a lot of things in residential are going to change because of the whole Zillow movement and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like in California, Zillow already has agents that are just getting paid salary. Mm-hmm. Like they they'll take a sixty thousand dollar salary deal just to get they just work Zillow, and like that's scary because everyone who's looking for a home is going through Zillow. Well, Keller Williams is on trend to yeah, combat yeah, that the, movement. The, that, they're that, they're agent-oriented. That's what then that which is cool cuz on here a lot of people don't know but I just recently switched to Keller Williams Congrats. just because of the because of the tech the tech evolution and they, I think it's a brilliant move. Yeah, it, just because I ha- the lo- the they're oriented all over the country and not nothing against the local companies, but there's definitely an advantage of trends. And I mean, you see a lot of real estate advertisement and it's just, it's kind of the same thing over and over and over and over and again. Like we were talking about earlier, getting with the times and not fearing data. Um, and that's, that's something I've heard Gary Keller, the founder of Keller Williams say before, is that Keller Williams is no longer a real estate company? Oh, it's a tech. It's company. a tech company. Yeah, that's cool you say that because because uh, I've whenever I initially signed on with them, that was what they told me, like straight up. And I I think that um, any brokerage firm that embraces that wave of data science is is going to be the lead. Firm. Oh, it's 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 kind of imminent, anyways, because it's it's all. It's just easy for people to find their own home and just have someone show it. So how do you how do you be that like, that bridge of like they see your face whenever it's your turn to show it? You know, it's mm-hmm. and people pay. Dude, I've heard of people in Miami that pay ten thousand dollars a month for Zillow leads. $10,000 a month just so they're fit. I mean, they're agents that do hundreds of transactions a year. But just to have that Zillow recognition, they'll pay. So, so their name pops up on the thing, and someone might call them. 
and they'll call him on anything. I, I, my mom does a Zillow, and I work Zillow leads for for a long time, and it's a tricky, tricky. It's hard dealing with with uh, the Zillow because it's either it's going to be hot or it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of it's it's interesting. It's really interesting, but I think that if hopefully I hope Keller Williams can figure out a way to um, really like combat that sort of like cyborg type Zillow thing. Cause it's going to be, you're not, I don't know, just a salary employee for someone like Zillow is going to be different than an agent specialist in an area that knows his value. Yeah. Uh, the data aspect to all this is really cool too. I've been, um, I've been exporting MLS, uh, sold transaction data into Excel files. Oh shit. And, um, I've taken a couple classes through Duke online on this platform called Coursera. It's kind of like Masterclass a little mm-hmm. bit, um, whereas you kind of just um, pay as you learn, like different classes. You get certificates. I mean, I don't really think they really yeah. count for much, but the information counts it more. It might count to someone. Like right. someone might be like, hey, yeah, I've heard of this. Oh, I did that. Right. Like that, that, that can be, count, be very accountable. But the skill set in your personal life counts for way more. Like if you can learn a skill. Like who cares what the piece of yeah. paper says? Like, yeah, exactly. Because you could you could go pass a test, but you might not understand the content. Right. So I've been so my buddy uh, Adam Rosenberg, who's a techie, went to Stanford. Um, he's a really smart guy. He encouraged me to take this one class, and I, so I took it online. And um, so I've been downloading like ex- exporting because MLS will let you, like, especially Flex MLS, which will give you some like commercial data and residential transaction data and um so i've been taking that and just kind of exporting like say like a sub market and um they track all kinds of different data points and so if you look at the different metrics you can start to get some insight on the like the general market a deeper knowledge of it. yeah different yeah, that's yeah. like embracing the tech side of things like versus like uh, the this more is, i've the talked more st- statistical statistical because a lot of these old guys i love them but a lot yeah, of yeah, these yeah, old exactly. guys these old guys and ladies um they are very feel intuition driven and it's kind of nice to pair their intuition feedback with what's really real with what i can see as far as actual numbers and statistics because like for me i'm thinking you know if i'm going after a target market like I want to see days on market trends. So like what kind of product can I go after in a sub market? If I'm looking for a quick turnaround, like what, how do I judge what's hot? Do you find, do you find our local MLS to be, do you feel it lacks tech? Yeah. I feel it does. Yeah. I mean, that's how a lot of this, uh, it's how a lot of everything I've done. It's a headache. It's like not user friendly it's an interesting concept for data aggregation. I really do think um, CoStar is another one. I like CoStar. I've had a good time with CoStar, but CoStar, again, leaves room for uh, improvement. Um, honestly, one of my favorite tools is uh, New Hanover County GIS uh, tax yeah, parcel get, view. You can get some good stuff with the yeah, GIS. I, you can I, get like some info that you you definitely can't get anywhere else yeah, out of the GIS. And Secretary of State um, business, business search reg, uh, 
registrations. Um, you know, it's a good way to, or at least for a residential person, you can straight up just call the town hall and you can get a, a mailing list too. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want to, there's a lot of resources that you get outside of the, the MLS that maybe, I don't know if they should necessarily, I don't think it should be too accessible to everyone just because I think there's a lot of power in that sort of database that people maybe shouldn't have People aren't of. looking. Yeah. <laughs> like people are too lazy to look for the yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you're right. Maybe I'm just way too fucking intertwined in it. But yeah. <laughs> I just I just feel it's it's pretty crazy like the extremes you go to to um to 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 gain knowledge on particular things. Yeah, you and, can look up somebody's name and see how many properties they own in the area. Dude, this cra- I I pay twenty bucks a month so I can Google people I I've got this it's just this random thing. I I don't even know if it's necessarily accurate, but I can type in someone's name and it tells me their birth date and their phone number. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. like, and maybe their email, like occasionally mm-hmm. it'd be the email, but for the most part, you can type in literally anyone and the phone number and their relatives is right. I, for, I haven't done it in a while, but whenever I first started out, I stumbled upon it and it's just like, it's like 20 bucks a year and you can literally just search anyone and you have their name and phone number. So it's like, if you're generating, if you're trying to generate business and you have people that, you need their phone number for it's pretty it's uh, it's just tax records all that stuff is mm-hmm. are pretty it's very useful there's um i know there's other residential firms that do um software for their agents for like uh kind of back quick background checks um Especially, it really helps, I think, for like the females. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, what I was going to say. Whenever like... I think, whenever I think about that, I always, I, you, you find like, there's, I, I just, I feel the, I feel the danger because, I mean, you could be a successful woman in real estate who might be attractive to someone, and they could see your photo and your phone number, mm-hmm. and get you in a house by yourself just by saying they're interested in it. Mm-hmm. It's that easy to show a house. Anyone can, if mm-hmm. someone calls me and says they want to go look at a house, I'm like, when are we going to go do it? You know? So it's yeah. like, and with same thing for them, it's like, like it's pretty, it's honestly pretty scary. Yeah. Ladies, we advise you carry at least pepper spray. At least pepper spray. At least, and, and you look good in the heels, but maybe wear some sneakers. Yeah. So like honestly dress, if, if anything, just dress. I think like just maybe figure like like said like just be smart don't be too don't be too or take a friend attractive or yeah yeah, exactly or like just have some sort of guard i mean you see that contingency you know i mean if it can happen with uber like you're getting in a house with some random person you don't know like that's that's particularly i mean that's pretty scary to think about but Mm -hmm. it's cool though even at the board uh on sir tyler they 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 advise you to to make sure and I think there's classes and stuff but I still really feel for I mean that's hard like the fear that I feel for for women in in that in that you know I mean that's that's scary yeah that's scary stuff having to worry about what a man's gonna do to you inside a home like yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so I mean hopefully to all to everyone out there hopefully you just never or no horror stories happen yeah prevention yeah be smart be smart take the time look the person up yeah check their phone number make sure know, they're verify yeah exactly and luckily we're, we're bring them to the office first get an id screened 
yeah be super smart yeah it's 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 taking the steps and never really stepping out of your boundaries of the steps because the moment you do that seems to be whenever something bad happens so commercial i think we've got a little bit different and easier in a sense than that because like we've i mean we're vetting you before you walk into the office because we don't want to spend time with you if your business hasn't been around for a certain amount of time you want um you want you want like all sorts of like you probably need fun stuff you want to make sure that we don't want to spend our time looking for properties for somebody who can't pay exactly it's so much more of a business in that way like yeah like i spent some this is a a good story for but like i i worked with someone as it was a zillow lead and it was on one of my mom's listings and it was down in uh it was down brunswick county and uh I like show him the property and he, he does a verbal offer with me, but it's like f- the house is priced close to 900. His verbal offer is like 550. Like mm-hmm. obviously it's not going to work. Um, but then a week later he gets, my mom gets a written offer for 600 from like an agent. And it's the same guy. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's just, it's just interesting. People's perception of like, money and all that stuff because someone on the other side is thinking about how they can get their return out of it and then this guy's just kind of slapping him in the face in a way like i think your house is worth this and it just starts chitter chatter you know yeah it's pretty but that it also just shows you like you gotta you gotta also know who for me i spent a decent amount of time working with this guy and he just went and used a different agent. So I'm trying to f- figure out a way where I can make sure the people that I work with are going to stay loyal to me. And yeah. you can do that through a, an agency agreement or whatever, but sometimes it scares people. A lot of times I think yeah. people don't like that. They don't like signing a 10 page contract saying that you're going to work with them, that you're the only person they can work with for six months. Yeah. And a lot of firms have like, it, you guys have it different specifically as a residential. Y'all have to kind of really stick to um, kind of cut and dry. Yeah, it's it's real. It's There's a lot of... Uh, you get like you guys almost have like a standard form, right? Yeah, I mean, everything's standard. Right. Like it all has to... There's like, like, I don't know the exact number of how many documents it takes to make something under contract. It's like seven right. to nine or something like that. Like it all depends on the particular deal. But, I mean, for instance, like you work at Intercoastal and they have an affiliate with TownBank. So whenever you start to go under the process of going under contract, that your client has to f- sign the form that says they have an affiliate with a different, like a separate entity. Just even if they're, whether or not they're working with that particular bank or not. Yeah, and, uh, with... Commercial, I think it's a little different in the sense that, like, if there's a lawyer involved, well, yeah, you, whatever well, contract you got, works. Well, y'all have you guys, and like that's another thing is like they put a you have you probably have someone in place that's actually making sure everything is right too. It's but, a lot more perfect. I mean, with like a lawyer, like you could be. Mm. It's just you get way more professional. We have different forms for different yeah. Things. It's just way more professional, and there's more. There's more like particular oriented scenarios rather than just standard right contracts and like a lot of like i mean we get to we have the benefit of we get to deal with educated buyers 
Oh, definitely. Well we get, educated. We and, get, and you do and you do in and um residential sales. You get some experienced people that have bought right. multiple homes who are, are looking for an investment or whatever, but you also get people who are buying a home for their first time and they have no idea the can of um, can of worms everything. Uncle Joe told them to do this and so they're trying it. Oh, oh my god, dude. That's like <laughs> that's the biggest thing is that they'll listen to like what their parents did, but then their parents like lost. bought in the 70s. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> it's it's way 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 different now. It's Yeah. No, it's funny. <laughs> Whereas, like in like you were saying, you know, people get afraid to sign an agreement. Well, it's like if a commercial buyer was afraid, then he's gonna come to the meeting. Well, this is a contract that I've got that I'm gonna hire you to represent me for these three properties for this period of time. And you can you can get into that with a buyer agency agreement with particular mm -hmm, areas mm -hmm. and particular properties. That that is cool. You can add that, and that that's something that I think I need to start doing more. I'm just like this is just for this to get people on board. And once they have a happy experience with you, then you can convince them to work further if that doesn't suit their needs. Yeah, and I think um, there was a time last year where I just was I had like five, like it was like three or three to four or five people, some something like that. It was just multiple scenarios in a row where people were using me just one time and like I wouldn't know if they were going to call me back and then next thing you know like they could be buying something else and I have no buyer agency agreement and I wasted my time so it's like I have to find a level where it's like you might disagree with signing this but listen this is my job and I need you to sign this so that I can know that I'm not I can fully invest my invest my time into you because I could I could invest all my time in this person and they could go use someone else right and that, like, I'd like to any of you home buyers out there let you know, don't go telling everybody all your your uh, secrets about your buying needs and all this yeah. stuff. If you're not willing to put that person to a contract, they they don't don't own or owe any real duties to you, you know. And even if they do, I mean, they're not bound to it necessarily quite the way that they would be. I mean, there are oral. Uh, agency agreements. agreements but man that's hard to back up oh it's so i uh, do the, there's no there's nothing that says that they can't i mean unless it's in writing they you you what's cool is if it is in writing you can go take it to the board and, and if they go work with someone else you, you're gonna get paid right exactly so the, and they're really i from what i've heard they're really the, it, that's like an actual thing where the board makes sure you get you get paid right. um which is which is good. Like that should that's how it should be because I don't think people should waste other people's time. Right. And there's a lot of people out there who can they just shop around and they shop around. It's almost like a well, hobby use, to them. They use people. They really mm -hmm. do. It's it's pretty intense because but that that's where I like touching on like the professional part of it. It's because there's a lot of maybe and like I understand everyone needs to get by but whenever you're putting yourself out there for people like that it's easy to take advantage of being taken advantage of and it let it makes people feel like they can take advantage of mm -hmm. you if you let it so yeah and it's not a smart decision for the home buyer because i mean if if you're getting the vibe that you've showed like this person 30 houses and they all have seller agents and this person's still not signing something with you and you're starting to get the vibe that they're about to just go uh, like behind your back I mean, at that point, like you're putting the agent in the position to where they're probably just going to refer you to yeah. like these these people, and then that seller, that uh, listing agent, is going to have some like 
kind of information on like what you're actually capable of paying and that puts you at a terrible i mean you're trying to save some money off of not signing somebody to contract it's a buyer agency agreement one you guys can both agree to terminate the agreement yeah. at any point in time and no agent's gonna want to work with me, you if someone went to me and said hey I, I i just don't feel like you sue for us i'd just be like okay like yeah let's terminate it like if it doesn't work for you then it doesn't work for me right. but let's be honest and like let's be considerate of what 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 the time i'm taking out for you I, like you know and there's been times where I've been up and down this highway working for people who I talked to the next day and said that they chose a different realtor. And like, I understand that. But whenever you feel like you bring something to the table that someone else might not offer, it's pretty, it can be pretty aggravating at a, yeah, at a standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's learning how to become that, that sort of person that you feel like you are and like be sustainable with it. Yeah, and these buyers, you know, honestly put themselves at a disadvantage because if you go shopping with somebody and looking at all these places, you're gonna lo- that person's gonna learn stuff about you, like as far as your buying needs. Like it's probably a good idea to start out by having them represent you, like fully by the law, like have full fiduciary duties and everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah. like it's the more, contract really yeah, protects yeah. the buyer. Yeah, it protects them more than than anything. Like I, I'm not because they don't have to buy. I'm not accountable, and they don't pay you ninety nine percent. If the time. anything, it's going to make my myself do my job better. Honestly, if I have more of a professional or or or, or just it lets you know something past an oral agreement something yeah yeah, it just makes it feel professional but um eliminates uh, a good percentage of doubt yeah definitely but um yeah let's let's uh touch on a couple more things and then um i'm I'm getting hungry yeah i hear you you. it's getting late um well we kind of started to touch on this earlier but i think we should kind of revisit because i think we did spin off on a tangent just like some five ten year goals Oh, yeah, um, that's where we're at. And then once you t- kind of tell me a little bit about what your vision is for yourself, um, stay focused, like whether you write your goals down, self-affirmation, um, what what it is that you do if you do something um, that um, helps you stay focused and what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you. Yeah, well, transitioning... Um different sort of lifestyles has been um has been a huge learning thing for me so i'm still trying to figure things out going from a lifestyle where it's pretty just you're kind of just waiting for the waves to get good in your shot (laughs) so you're doing a lot of just kind of you're doing a lot of just kind of laying around (laughs) you know you're just kind of you're not really doing something of value it feels like and that that can tend to lead to some bigger issues in your life outside of whatever lifestyle you're living. So if you're trying to adapt to something new, you still have these other old patterns that you're trying to f- like figure out, but also understand the complexity of like why I think that way and why I do that and how can I change my life for the better. And um, especially if you have big goals, like I have big goals in my, I, I want a lot out of myself. So 
I think, um, but then you learn, you also learn so much being in other fields than what you're in. Cause you, especially if something that's, that's more outside of Wilmington or whatever area you're working in. Cause you have a more understanding of, of different people, um, stuff like that. So there's a lot of benefits coming from maybe something that could be particularly negative at the time, but you also learn a lot of stuff. So there's always, there's always like a, something good out of it. So <clears throat> just generally really just focusing on the moment too and not trying to get too ahead of myself and like I find myself thinking too much of the future and I might I really see myself being in real estate for a long time but I really want it to be maybe a foundation for whatever else I want to do in my life in the future like I want it to be my my way of income but I can also do things that maybe help change the way things are. So, and whatever that is at the time, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, I'm going to do this in 10 years. And that could be completely irrelevant, you know, so it's being open-minded or it couldn't be, you know? So it's, it's just for me staying also level-headed too, because you can get on the, like for me, like I can get on a high where I'm just like, like just a personal high where you're just kind of, oh, I can do this, but then you can also get very big. You can get ego. You can get a lot of ego, which is good if you know how to utilize it. But, um, just staying humble and all that stuff and understanding what it takes to get there, you know, has been, has been, been the biggest uh learning for me and just day by day I don't know it's just it's it's you gotta like full you gotta go through something to to realize that and like I bet I think um just dealing with some like personal mental issues and stuff like that like it's been eye-opening for me I, I feel like I'm a completely different person than I would say a year ago you know so um and just developing myself and not what other people think of me because we live in a generation where it's 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 fair you, you're looking out outside in rather than inside out and i think that's that's a huge process but um 10 year 10 years from now hopefully um ho- have a, a good real estate thing going on and i'm um, doing something that's helping helping out like, but also living a happy life and traveling. I see you have goals of 20 plus countries, like stuff like that. Like that's the same thing. Me and me and my, like, that's what me and my girlfriend want to do. We want to go see all these beautiful places. Like I took my first like non related to surfing trip, uh, down to Belize recently and like seeing it, just going to different places and understanding different cultures and all this stuff. It's all about culture right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and like we're all coming together. I think. I think we're all. Everything's. I think everything's on a positive, going more positive than we think it is right now. Yeah, the media tends to talk about how bad things are, but if you, I maybe I just have a positive outlook, and I yeah, go, yeah, I go to good places and put myself around good people. I, I get that. That could also be a thing, but um, I don't know. I I think that there's something to be gained out of making the world look like it's not that great 
or agendas to be to be pushed. Well, sometimes and if people you actually, look for stuff to just even talk about, you know, right? So yeah, that, and it's easy to talk. And it's easy. That's what it's I mean. easy to talk about something negative. That's what I mean. When people tune in to yeah, something yeah, negative. Yeah. Um, but when you actually get out in the world and move about, people are becoming more and more open minded. People are becoming. Um, more comfortable with different cultures. People are yeah, but generally the, I mean, even the, pretty the, good to each other face to face. People can be ugly on the internet. People can be really ugly. Yeah, but on they the aren't going to show you that in person. But they're not going to be like that in person. And so, um, no, I'm with you. I, I think with I think the world's coming together, and it's just it's again one of those things. It's an undeniable trend. Yeah, it's it might be 500 years or 1,000 years, but we will all finally wake up at some point and realize we're all one and oh my god tribalism isn't worth it as soon as something that comes at stake for humanities like whether or not it happens before that yeah like you you, it's hard not to think of something's gonna something has to bring us all together right and i think we're definitely on that path like i mean you look at i think like the media like focuses a lot on racism but I mean, from like being in like a growing community, I mean, you see, you tend to see it's, that's really dying. Like for people who are not really like so worried about the past and they're more together now, they're realizing like, we're all just people, man. (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, racism definitely still exists. Segregation still yeah, exists. It still, exi- it, exi- it still exists, but it's easier to get out of that mind frame of it, it yeah. being, it's still there. Don't get me wrong. I totally yeah. think it's, there's still so many things that are right. messed up. Like there's so many, like people have terrible, terrible things, but I think it's growing out of that. No, I, I agree with you. And one of the, I want to touch on something that a guy uh, told me when I was down in uh Porsche Heinz Park for the Stop the Violence Start the Peace uh, Festival uh, put on by Support the Port. This guy who lives in the area was uh, talking about like come put boots on the ground here. Like like come into our neighborhoods and interact with us and you'll see that we're all the same. And like that dialogue needs to happen. Like that um like there's not resistance, you know. I think I think there's people who are blindsided by thinking there's going to be resistance, like when when cultures come together. And that was really cool to talk to you just different people. It's just easier to. I mean, like we're all like pretty similar to some extent. Like we all need to. We have the same. So we need we need to eat. We need to sleep. We strive to repopulate. That's a good way of saying that. You know, <laughs> you know, like we we all like there's at some extent we all have similar foundational emotions, and regardless of whatever people believe and what their opinions are, it doesn't matter. That's their opinion, and you can still coexist with people who have a different opinion than theirs. Yeah, but I mean. Just all coming together. I think social media helps that a lot. So we got sidetracked a little bit. Um, yeah, we keep on getting sidetracked. That's all right, man. That's what happens when <laughs> conversation coffee, is yeah. good. And coffee. And coffee. Is strong. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about accomplishing uh, the things that we have our eyes set on. And so a good way to look at it, maybe as a punt, like in reflection, 
you know, what things helped you accomplish your wins in surfing? Like when you, when you had your successes, yeah. you know, like what was it that like helped you achieve it? Like, what did you do that helps you I get think... to the place that you wanted? And the same thing, like even when it comes to getting your first sale or, um, getting the license, I mean, it's, it's not hard, but it definitely ain't easy because it, if you don't show up and you don't put in the work you won't get it yeah yeah oh definitely you won't fully achieve it like right. you, some it's, of it it's not very difficult it but you have it. to show up and put yeah put out. and like for me i'm uh i'm just now getting to the point where i feel like i can finally um show up and it be uh i know what i'm doing type thing like i know what exactly and like i know what to do and that's the point i'm i'm getting at is um understanding not going somewhere like I, I've there's multiple times I've found myself like going to an office and I'm just sitting there I don't know what to do and now knowing what to do and to start doing it is is where I'm at right now and self it's taken me it's taken me some time to know like what to do how to fill up my day um and be like stable throughout the day where you don't feel you're not you're not feeling like driving home or um, slacking off. Or do you write whatever. down your targets? <sighs> I do sometimes. Um, I'm just like constantly. Uh, I'm just so like uh, I'm so in my head all the time that sometimes I probably don't enjoy reality as much. But I'm I just am like obsessive. I'm pretty OCD, but in like a. And in a different way, like um, more of a pure obsessive sort of um, thing where I just get locked onto something and I just can't stop thinking about it <laughs> type thing. So it's uh, writing down. I need to start writing down, though. I feel like whenever um, I, so like whenever I have the sort of resources, I need to do it either way. But whenever I have the resources to have my own office space and stuff like that, I feel like I'm going to be a lot more uh, efficient. So that's a big, big goal of mine right now. Because once you reach a certain threshold of selling homes, you get your own private office space at Keller Williams. And I feel like once, whenever I reach that, like that's like my goal this year. One of my main goals is I want to do above and beyond that. But um, you got to sell 2.6 million with the property to get the office. And that's something that I really, really want to do because I feel like it's going to enhance my life. Having something that... It's out for me in particular. I have a hard time bouncing home and work, mm-hmm. but I need to get better at that too. So there's there's just a lot of um, personal growth things that I mean you got to be able to, to work at home too. You know you got to. Mm-hmm. I mean you everything can't be in the office because the, the way real estate works is it that never sleeps. <laughs> you know the 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 sales going on until the day of closing. Mm-hmm. And you still have duties that might be at nine o'clock at night, at least starting out until you have some sort of, um, I'm accountable because I'm start more starting out whenever I become more of a, like an entity, I feel I'll be able to have more of a pre- professional thing where I can turn that off. Like what we were talking about earlier is learning how to turn off your business too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's important to reset, recalibrate. Yeah, and I I think there's I don't really think there's any particular way to do it right, and that's that's another thing is like 
staying motivated and doing all that stuff. Cause one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to feel like doing anything, but you have to do it anyways. Mm-hmm. So it's like finding that sort of drive in you on those days where you don't feel like doing anything is particularly challenging for me. Um, you asked me earlier about w- what I do to like get after it. And, um, I can't remember exactly what I said. It was just like something about being really passionate. I set my goals really far out. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to resurface on one of the things I left out that I do because it kind of goes into what we're talking about. Um, when you wake up on those hard mornings, the importance of waking up early so that you spend a couple of hours before you start working. Oh, it's Because nobody's, nobody's calling you at 5 a.m. for oh, no house way. stuff. They might call you at... 12 o'clock at night but they're not calling you at 5 a.m and uh so if you can get up early to exercise get some nature time and then like most importantly like spend some time with like loved ones like family friends whatever like uh, like i get up early like me and my girlfriend we spend some time with each other in the morning and like that really helps charge my whole day oh and it it really it and or dawn patrol surf session oh all that stuff i feel like like i need to get more in the routine too because We'll find days, I'll find days where I have to work all day and then I'm not able to come home and be there for like my girlfriend. Like mentally? Yeah, mentally. I just, I have to check out and I feel bad because she, she she wants to hang with me and like we, like she's been waiting on, she, she had a day where she didn't have to do anything and she just has been excited to see me and I get home, obviously she's going to be let down. So it's like, it's. And if you do that in the morning, I feel like it is probably positive and you've already got like that, that I feel like that's almost a necessity. At least you had a moment. Yeah. I feel like every day you need a moment with your partner and it's like, it's just happy because you need like, I don't know. For me, I found she, she knows what's best for me. I like, like a hundred percent. So it's like putting aside like and she makes me more honest with myself too so it's like uh just having that sort of support system and making sure she's happy is is detrimental i feel like yeah but and that's off topic still so no no it's not that's not off topic because that's that is helpful with goal setting like powerful relationships i I think there's that's also another thing is that is that a lot of like people like hate on like maybe I just feel there is a lot of like people like have these ideas of relationships because they've heard it from other people. And like, you got to realize that like, there's no perfect way of being in a relationship. It's just about like being there for each other, you know? And it's like people have these ideas and you see a lot of people that are particularly unhappy. And like, it's whenever you really figure out how to, to, to love and like, and like that's where I, another place I'm at too is it's taught me a lot of other things in life too. You find a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of things that you find wrong with yourself, things that I mean you gotta you gotta put a lot of things aside and focus on that. And it's a lot. I mean it's it's a lot have, like starting stuff and but it's just such a big a big part of my life that she is and like it's I think it's huge. I think people like there's a definitely like a stigma that people think that relationships can be bad for your life but they can also just change your life too it's so it's um i just feel people need to be more open-minded about having like a serious spouse and putting aside the whatever everyone else thinks is cool 
like straight up, <laughs> you know, like people, people have way, care way too much about, um, the image thing and all that stuff. So, um, that's, that's just off personal, like seeing other friends in particular relationships and what, what their values are in a relationship and what mine are. And you kind of can figure out some stuff where it's like, oh, you're doing stuff that just, you think that's what a relationship should be like. And you're branding an image of you and your girl, but you and your girl really aren't like that. And same thing with social media. People do that. So it's like, it's not really real. You see a lot of that. Yeah. That's and a big trend. Like, I mean, there's straight up fake relationships off of publicity. Mm-hmm. Straight up. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's a, cra- it's a crazy world. It, it is. Um, but, um, it's, it's finding like how to truly love and like all this in living a life and supporting each other's dreams, <laughs> exactly, goals and exactly. aspirations. And like like that, that's really important. And being able, I think stepping aside and being a support system for someone else too, is like very healthy, like very, very healthy. Cause it takes yourself out of your own if if your spouse is trying to start something it's it's good to help you start your stuff too it's i think it's just way more positive than what people like cuz it, it can't, i think a lot of people just like to focus on oh they fight or whatever like you get in arguments cuz a lot of times you're around each other all the time so there's going to be times where you fight and stuff like that and like i don't know i just think that the they whole they teach you how to resolve conflict though like um like even if you argue as like a couple like i think that like honestly can teach you a life skill that will go so far in the rest of your world oh, because if you can God. if you can argue with somebody that you spend a lot of time that's the with, point i'm trying to yeah that i'm trying to get is that if you can figure out once you get like once you get past that point in a relationship and you 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 get past that point of your differences and you 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 put down that guard you've you initially had in the beginning of the relationship and you you just kind of make each other better people mm-hmm. like really like no, you really do like without a doubt without Facts. a doubt and like like without that you know <laughs> you know I, for me and that's for me and like that's the way i see things and i feel like it's beneficial for people and i think that there can be a lot of negative like like just stupid negativity it's true uh shout out to my girlfriend when she met me i was wearing sweatpants and loafers <laughs> <laughs> shout out <laughs> Now I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah. Doing podcasts. <laughs> How long ago did y'all meet? Um, we met um, almost two years ago. We started dating after, like a while after we met. Same, same um, here. Yeah, I plopped my head in her lap after a concert at a house party and asked if she was a mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> Different uh, days for me. Yeah, it's crazy how, and it seems it just all kind of just happens. So, like, you look back on it and it's just like, well, that just happened for a reason. Like, it's Absolutely. cool. Yeah. It's super cool. I, I like it a lot. I think it's just something that, I think people are scared to admit how they really feel to their to their peers and like it makes it so they can't really feel it themselves in the relationship oh too. my god yeah i had terrible trust issues when i met her and like i've broken that, through a wall in yeah and, and it, honestly i would find my issues stirring from like what my friends thought for me like a lot of times it's like they'll be like oh that's that's sketchy and just like well i wouldn't even thought that was sketch- like not sketchy or like whatever they just say like some opinion and you're like oh well i didn't think of that before right yeah it's like and like 
sometimes you just kind of we were saying earlier i'm tired of taking advice from people who haven't done what i want to do yeah exactly exactly and that's that's the whole point and um it's cool having also a, a, a spouse that like realizes that too it's like she, she my, my girlfriend would go on on instagram and like just straight up say that and i, I respect that you know like getting people more like what we're doing mm-hmm. trying to people i think that podcasts need like especially <clears throat> something like this hopefully people want we can see it and we can maybe change someone's mind for a better yeah i mean it's kind of like what we were talking about in part one that you can find on youtube if you're just now tuning in um <laughs> part one uh where we talked about people getting stuck doing the same old same old rut I really hope to inspire people to not be afraid or tell themselves that they can't do that thing that the rest of the world is telling them that they can't achieve. Oh, and just being open about your emotions too. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to like, I'm I'm trying to be as open as you can be, you know, and you so are you. So it's like, hopefully like, I mean, I would be nervous to go out and do it, like start a podcast, like straight up and like, you doing that alone gives someone else the realization that they can do it too. And it's not really as big of a, like, I don't know. It's just I thought cool. nobody would do this with me. I thought that when I was going to announce that I was starting this, cause like I kept like hinting about starting this for months yeah. ahead of it. Um, kind of waiting to see if people would buy it, like see who would like jump on to like want to get involved. And I kind of didn't really get much feedback from it. I guess people just, you know, maybe when I was younger, I didn't have the, not maybe, I definitely didn't have the best follow through when I was younger and it's something I'm getting better at. But um, I didn't think that people were going to show up and do this with me. I thought I like every, almost every time, not even gonna lie, even today, like, <laughs> I like I always get within like the first next 45 minutes before it starts and I'm like oh, are they gonna no, they, are they yeah, gonna bail yeah, cancel or whatever <laughs> are gonna yeah, cancel yeah. you know am I gonna finally yeah. have one like, where like I can't and like honestly put out the episode? I, I was pretty nervous to come because um I mean it just we like I like touching on how much people care about what other people do so whenever people l- listen they can think of that before while they're interpreting what I say because I'm not I'm not trying to come in here and bash anyone but I just want it to be realized that there's just people are going to, people like to listen to look for negative stuff. And especially in smaller areas, like. Yeah. Then um, again, if you don't have town. haters, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly. So it, at the same time, but it's also just making people realize it's just, we're all here and it's not really fucking some like fantasy. It's like a <laughs> fantasy. A lot of people live in a fantasy. I'm, so straight it's, up so it's, it's it's just i just feel like it's super interesting and um just people just being more well-minded to to stuff and not so much in their ways is kind of what i hope people realize hopefully well that being said i know you're hungry <laughs> and that it's getting kind of late because we've technically done two podcasts tonight so that way we could have something to publish um Knox, I want to thank you for coming. I'm stoked. I'm stoked to do something with a like-minded individual in yes. Wilmington. Yeah, it's really cool. I would like to do further episodes and have yeah. you back on. We recap. need to do. We're doing a part two. 100 yes, definitely part two, part three. I, I, I want. I'm trying to keep the idea of catching up with 
like-minded individuals you know say six eight months down the road and just yeah, yeah. continuously oh, it's cool. like catching up with people and like seeing where they're at is is the i mean super sick i mean you want to keep if you saw that elon musk was going back on joe rogan what would you do i'd be <laughs> i'd be ready to stream it like 30 minutes early yeah um and then not, not comparing but <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um i also want to uh say I found everything really interesting, especially what we talked about at the very beginning. I don't even think we were on air yet about the um, the network group um, um, where we invite a guest. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'd like to talk to more with you about that and, Definitely. and put that group in place and follow would, that yeah, model. Yeah, we, we really, really, really like it's the what it seems to. And this is a good idea for anyone who's listening is that uh, um, just. Uh, I recently went up to a networking group up in uh, Norfolk and it's, it was a group of like six individuals who's just started. uh, They were all allowed to bring a guest to an event that happens every other Tuesday. And they're all like-minded individuals. Um, Like the guests are supposed to be and whoever ends up being very like-minded to the original group, they initially, or after the initial, interaction they invite them back and they're part of the sort of crew of people and it just it it allows a lot of um people in different industries to be able to help each other out and just understand the the mindsets and what what it really takes and it's it's just a really like i met people i'm probably going to be doing business with up there you know like whether it's someone who does big financial stuff or developments or it's just someone who We'll get me a referral fee. That's that's and it's all about networking. So Absolutely. it's really cool. So I'd like to keep um, open discourse on that. Love to go to uh, some town halls, right to beach. Love Let's to have it. you yeah. join me and my buddies um, when we go to city council yeah, and the planning commission and stuff. Especially if you're interested in development, um, we got that MLS drip, <laughs> um, and well, I'm. Yeah, we definitely need to keep stuff in mind for another podcast. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm stoked to be on here. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Likewise, um, to all the listeners, you can go find Knox at Knox Harris on Instagram. That right? It's just your name, right? At Knox Harris. Yeah, yep, at Knox Harris. That's at, me. At K N O X H A R R I S. Correct. Yep. Yep. And um, that's the Instagram. Don't forget to go check them out. If you are buying a home in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, you should seriously consider partnering up. He's a great guy, and you can hear all about it here on this podcast. How he really wants to just do the best job he can for you. Um, thank you all for joining me. This is been Dreaming with Dob, episode ten. I'm your host, William Dob. Don't forget to. Check out the links below, and if you feel inclined, please join me on my quest to raise $100,000 for Surfrider Foundation. The link is below. Also, Elon Musk, if you're listening, or if anybody knows Elon Musk, come to a podcast with me. Hire Knox and I to be real estate agents (laughs) for you, and uh, let's go to Mars and the moon. Moonstock 2069. We just want to help you out, man. (laughs) (laughs) That was epic.